the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now. Go to wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just set the sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit with $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am perched on the northeast coast of England in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Today is Tuesday, the 12th of July, uh, and we are here to handicap a full slate of MLB action for Wednesday, July 13. It is a two-man cast tonight, uh, and my partner in picks uh, is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening, man? How are we doing, Malcolm? Had myself on mute in the very first minute of the podcast. You all have a great start, but, you know, uh, not wearing the typical attire of, like, a polo or anything like that. Just went with a nice pocket tee. It looks okay. And you have an L.A. Galaxy jersey. Is that what that is? It really is. Yeah, good spot. You're you're an MLS guy, and I thought we were too low for you. This is another shirt that I don't know how it arrived in my life. <laughs> like the like the Chargers ones and that Morocco, that strange Morocco football top that I had on um, the other night as well. So, yeah, you just acquire these things, don't you? So, uh, yeah, LA Galaxy, it's, it's it's quite old. The sponsor's washed off. We talked about Herbal Life sponsored on, um, and that's gone now. So that's one of those things. Um, yeah, you I look very sure smart, mate. was the camera or if that was the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's washed off. It's uh, you can barely make. Not that I'm sponsored in any way. Am I a Herbalife sponsored athlete? Uh, as you could probably make out from the widescreen angle, you need to get my belly in. Um, so yeah, we did okay last night. Uh, you tried to rob me, Noah, of my uh, dog pick on the graphic by posting posting the graphic up with a big a big red cross through the Arizona Diamondbacks, which I picked as a winner. Do you want to explain yourself? This morning, I just wasn't on my game, and I was so pissed off because last night I was watching that game, and Merrill Kelly went like seven strong. Then the bullpen in the eighth inning almost gave that thing away. So in the morning, I just woke up thinking that they had given it away, and I threw the big red X over your Diamondbacks there. But, you know, our our Twitter chat, it's popping off right now. We got like eight guys in here, a couple of guys watching on YouTube right now. Uh, great start to the pod. And, uh, yeah, you went 2-0 yesterday. I had my dog hit, and uh, Munaf and Dylan also hit one. So we went five and three on the locked dog portion of the podcast yesterday. Yeah, I noticed there was a couple of listeners came to my rescue there in the Twitter chat and put you right yeah. before I had a chance to. Um, also, so yeah, can, you, can you talk about the Johnny Junta uh, relationship? What's going on with him the past week? Johnny, Ju- Johnny Junta is as mad as a bottle of chips. Like, uh, <laughs> a he, he bottle can't... of chips. He, he, he came on the chips getting there. <laughs> well, it's just a mad concept, isn't it? That concept is how 
mad Johnny Junt is. Uh, Johnny came on the show. He's been on the show two or three times, and he's just absolutely crackers. Like he's he's my type of bloke, is Johnny. Um, he gets incredibly agitated watching the Blue Jays, which makes me laugh. Um, his podcast's really good, and his his, uh, his Twitter content and stuff. But yeah, he tends to watch us like a hawk. And if someone makes a mistake, or he really enjoys. Um, me losing some picks as well but um, he's in there in a flash like in a heartbeat um, he gets his comments up so he's very much on the ball Johnny but to, um, I think he understands about 8% of everything I say uh, which is why we have sometimes an odd sounding relationship um, because he can't make out what I'm talking about but yeah he was quick to uh, to try and get that big red X deleted off the Arizona Diamondbacks and- and he was all over the uh, moon off trade on the weekend too. <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 he was digging yeah. that stuff yeah, Johnny's great. He's uh, we do appreciate Johnny. Um, I can't remember his Twitter handle, but yeah, track him down if you if you see him interacting with us on Twitter. His, his Twitter feeds, uh, especially if you've got an interest in the Blue Jays. Um, yeah, Johnny's a fun guy. Yeah, and he's um, uh, he's the host of uh, the baseball pod for the Blue Wire. So yeah, family of yeah. podcasts over there, and we're uh, under that tree as well. So shout out to Don- Johnny. Absolutely. Um, so full game, uh, full slate of games tomorrow. Interesting. And there's a few big name pitches. Um, a few. It's almost like few, it, was, it was a fun card to handicap. Um, TBD pitches. I think we might have two. Uh, one of them is in this first game that we're going to look at, actually. So it's not a bad spot for us to just gloss over this first game, uh, give you the bare bones on it. It's a 12.05. Quite a few early um, day games tomorrow. This is 12.05 Eastern, first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the Washington Nationals. And it's Seattle who have the TBD pitcher. I couldn't find anything anywhere for this at all. Uh, Eric Fetty uh, is going for the Nationals. No lines at all. Um, you'll not be surprised to hear. Um, so really, apart from giving you, I can give you a Fetty stats, he's five and six. Um with a 5.01 ERA, he's pitched 82 and two-thirds with 66 Ks. A uh, bit of a mess, Eric Fetty, but nothing else to give you on that game. Uh, do you have anything to watch? Or we just save a little bit of time and crack on to something we can tell you about? A lot of the trends that I have written down are like the same ones that I had in yesterday's podcast. Seattle, they're in the eight-game win streak right now. They have another game on Tuesday night. Of course, we're recording this at 5 o'clock on Tuesday like normal. So if you want to, just jump into our YouTube live chats or the Twitter live chats and uh, just talk about some games. Like I know one of our favorites, Insano, is always in here. But uh, Washington, they're 1-10 in in their last 11 games, and the under is hitting 13 of their last 20. You mentioned Eric Fetty and his stat line. His last start was the worst of his uh, season so far. He gave up eight runs to Atlanta in three innings. Seattle, like we mentioned, still has that TBD pitcher, but I would lean Mariners to win this game, and we just have to see and uh, wait and see what these lines come out as. Uh, 12-21st pitches, the New York Mets at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Chris Bassett goes for the Mets, and Uncle Charlie Morton is on the hill for Atlanta, who are a minus-144 favourite. Uh, the Mets are plus 122. Total set at eight and a half. Um, good looking pitching matchup. Noah, you can take us away with Bassett against Morton. Yeah, Monday night, Scherzer went out there and shoved. The dude just said that this is my ball um, and I'm not losing this game. Can Charlie Morton do the same thing on Wednesday night here against Chris Bassett? Uh, Morton has a 166 ERA in his last five starts with seven or more strikeouts in four of them. 
Um, on the other bump is Chris Bassett, who's six and six this year with a 3.84 ERA, 98 strikeouts, 26 walks in 96 innings pitched, but he has a 5.29 road ERA this year. Uh, in nine of those last ten games for the Braves, the under is hit. And that's where I'm going to be for this game. I think that they could edge this game out against Bassett as well. Yeah, I wrote down the under as well. I had this written down at nine a couple of hours ago. Seeing it at eight and a half now, so I'm happy still to take it. I thought this was going to be a really tight series, and I fancied Atlanta uh, maybe to edge it. Um, Both sets of fans are making a lot of noise about the uh, significance of this um, series, but the Mets held their own uh, behind that chairs. I start. Um, Edwin Diaz closed it out. Was uh, had a little bit of chat as well uh, with some of the Braves fans and players afterwards. Um, I took Atlanta to win the game. That's going to go off in a couple of hours from now. Yeah. So I didn't want to take a side here. I had the fear that I was going to keep getting the sides wrong. So I looked at the total, uh, and I think more like, will be better. Like at you total. said, Atlanta. They're... Go on. Sorry, my Wi-Fi is acting up right now, and my dad walked in like a minute ago to tell me that. But uh, Atlanta, they're two and a half games back on the Mets right now. He scared the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, my door's right next to me. But, uh, you know, the Braves, they're two and a half games back, and this is, like you mentioned, a huge series for both teams. Um, but I, I kind of might have been talking over you because I don't know what's going on with the Wi-Fi. It just didn't have you talking for a second. Keep going. No, okay. Now you're all right, mate. You sounded, yeah, you sound fine at my end. Um, yeah, I just thought this was going to remain a tight series. Similar game to last night. Would the Mets win that one four to one possibly? So yeah, I thought that number uh, was a little bit too high be- behind two relatively uh, decent pitches in a tight looking series. Uh, next up is a one ten Eastern first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Minnesota Twins. Um, Aaron Ashby, the lefty, goes for the Brewers, and Joe Ryan um, is on the hill for Minnesota. Uh, the Brewers are plus 124, uh, Minnesota minus 141. Total here is set at eight and a half. Um, I've got this handicapped somewhere, have I? No, I haven't. You've got this handicapped somewhere, Noah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, both teams currently own tight leads in their respective divisions. Some trends stay the same as yesterday's pod. Uh, the books, they're, they seem to be fixing the overtrend on the Twins. Um, because the over is hitting five straight and eight of their last 10 games for Milwaukee. Aaron Ashby is pitching today. He's got a two and six record with a 4.52 ERA, 76 strikeouts, 29 walks, and 63.2 innings pitched. He's a 7.86 ERA in his last five starts, and two of those starts were against the Pirates. So it's not been a good stretch of games for our guy Ashby. And for Minnesota, Joe Ryan will be pitching today. He's six and three with a three oh nine ERA, sixty-three strikeouts, twenty walks, and seventy innings pitched. I'm simply taking the twins here on the money line, and I lean over for this game. Malcolm, how about you? Um, I had the twins written down at minus one twenty a couple of hours ago. Everything's shifting against me so far. Um now got to minus one forty. This is two of my guys. I do like Aaron Ashby. Um he had a little injury niggle, went away for a little while, came back, and hasn't quite been the same, but I think he will be okay. Um, you've got the potential to have a huge blow-up, and if you've listened to the pod over the last couple of weeks, you'll know I'm still out on these Brewers' bats. Um, I still don't really... Uh, I'm not convinced by, by the Brewers' lineup at all. Uh, I like Joe Ryan, uh, and Minnesota have been going well, especially at home. Uh, so Minnesota here... Um, Minus 140, like I say, between that and minus 120, uh, you might find a minus 130 somewhere if you're good. Uh, yeah, but I'll I'll side with you, Noah, and take the Minnesota Twins. 
a 2.10 Eastern first pitches, the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. Uh, this is Tarek Skrubel, left-handed pitcher for the Detroit Tigers and Brady Singer for the Kansas City Royals. Um, close game, this on the money line. Uh, Detroit are plus 105, KC minus 123. Toll here is set at eight. Skubal is six and seven, has a 399 ERA. He's pitched 94 and two thirds with 97 strikeouts. Singer is three and three with a 425 ERA. He's pitched 65 and two thirds with 63 Ks. Um, Skubal's in a bit of a rut, uh, slump, if you will. Um, 756 ERA in his last five starts. Uh, three of those have gone for five, six, and five earned runs, uh, including a five earned run effort against these Kansas City Royals on the 3rd of July, uh, giving up a lot of contact in the minute, Scooble. Um Singer, 4.15 in his last five. Um, in that same game on the 3rd of July, um, he pitched against the Tigers, uh, gave up two earned runs, only went four and two thirds. Um, he's got a 2.97 ERA against AL Central opposition. Uh, he's pitched 36 innings, uh, over half of his innings um, have been against AL Central opposition. And he's gone relatively well, 297 ERA. Uh, Casey took down the doubleheader twice yesterday. Um, we mentioned on the pod yesterday that both of these teams are going to be relatively difficult to handicap, I think. Um, I give the edge to Kansas City, uh, mainly due to the struggles that uh, Skubal's been having. Uh, and at minus 123, uh, I think Casey, you're a good price, um, Noah. I like the under in this game. Both of these guys so. Are- kind of my pitchers like you would say um big fan of scuba and also brady singer graduate of florida and i've watched a lot of florida baseball games over the years um singer like you mentioned he's done actually quite well against the al central opponents i know that's a weaker division um but uh he's done all right against the rivals and scuba he has been in a rough stretch but in his last game he seemed to have fixed it he only gave up two runs and six innings against the white Sox. so i know we don't really know what this white Sox team is right now but he had seven strikeouts only gave up one walk and those two runs were off a home run and that's just kind of the uh, way that Scooble gives up most of his runs when he is on. So it's kind of like a sign to me that, you know what, Scooble, he had two extra miles an hour on his fastball in the last game compared to games before when he was in that five-game loss streak where he was only throwing about 92, 93 miles an hour. Last game against the White Sox, he was back up to hitting 94, 95, 96 consistently. I like to see that out of the kid. And you know what? The all-star break is going to be perfect for him. I think getting some time off and he'll be able to come back and uh, continue the great year that he had to start the year um, and kind of forget this last little rut. I like the under just because both offenses, they're not very consistent, like we've said. um, And I like both pitchers. Okay, like it, Noah. Uh, 345 Eastern first pitch um, is the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Francisco Giants. Zach Gallen goes for Arizona. Uh, and this is our final TBD pitcher uh, of the slate. Nothing for the San Francisco Giants. Um, therefore, I've got nothing on this game. Um, do you have a pitcher for San Francisco or, or any much more to add on this, Noah? No, I don't really have a pitcher for San Francisco. Since this, oh, my Lord. San Francisco, <laughs> but uh, we'll just have to wait and see what Gabe Kapler does. He he likes to throw a couple of bullpen games in there to every once in a while to mix it up. Um, 
Gallon, he's 4-2 with a 372 ERA, 84 strikeouts, 26 walks, and 87 innings pitched this year. He has a better road ERA than at home with a 341. San Francisco, they're still slumping with only three wins in their last 12 games. But after Monday's last-stitch effort coming up short, the Giants are now 12-1 and at home against the Diamondbacks in their last 13 games versus <laughs> Arizona. So... I don't know. I, I don't know where to land because the Giants have historically owned the Diamondbacks, but right now, I don't. I don't know how good this Giants team is. In Arizona, there might be a little bit of value on that line. Yeah, the Giants are a tricky team to handicap. I do. I obviously don't see as much of the West Coast teams, um, so I have to kind of rely less on on my. I, I, I don't get any eye tests with them, uh, which I can do with a lot of the of the other of the other. Um, team, so yeah, I, I struggle with a little bit with the Giants. They're, they're a bit of a head scratcher for me. Um, the six forty Eastern first pitch is the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Miami Marlins. Uh, JT Brubaker for Pittsburgh and Pablo Lopez gets the start for Miami. Who are a minus one ninety favorite. Pittsburgh a plus one sixty two. Totally is set at seven. Uh, Brubaker two and eight four thirty four ERA has pitched 87 innings with 88 strikeouts. Uh, Pablo Lopez is 6-4 and four with a 291 ERA. Um, I haven't written down his innings pitched or strikeouts, so go and find them for yourself, people. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Brubaker is 381 ERA um, in his last five. He's been relatively consistent, you know. Uh, yes. He's gone his... Yeah, his last... What... Well, as, as many starts as you can look back as six innings pitched, three earned runs thereabouts with six Ks. He strikes six out every start. If you can see a five and a half, take it. Um, yeah, it's been slightly worse on the road, which is a concern. He's 0-6 uh, on the road with a 4.32 ERA, but he has been improving. Um, Lopez, um, two of his last five starts have been poor, um, but his last two have been back to normal. Uh, I think you have to give Lopez the trust that I feel like he's kind of earned. Um, but I think Brubaker can hold Miami. Uh, they're not a hugely potent offense. Uh, and Brubaker has been um, getting a little bit better. So I would take the under here. I know it's low. That's seven. I um, don't feel great about it. Uh, but I think this could be a low scoring game. So I'll take the under seven, Noah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the under in this one, mainly because, you know, both these teams are kind of you know, doing well in their last few games. In Miami, they're eight and four in their last twelve. The over has gone in seven of the last ten games that they've played against the Pirates. And the Pirates, they're four and two in their last six games. So both teams are kind of feeling it right now. And they historically put up runs against each other. Now Brew Baker and Lopez, they're both very good pitchers. And these are two pitchers that I've circled for that sleeper segment where I like both strikeout props because both Pittsburgh and Miami strike out a lot. Uh, that rate that I look for is anything above 8.75 times a game, um, which puts them in the upper uh, 10% in the league of strikeouts per game. And you look at Brubaker, he's very, very consistent, striking out five, six guys a game. And you look at Lopez over his last five games, uh, 10 games even, five or six guys a game as well. And you look at his last five games, four of them were on the road. And you mentioned how he's uh, like this year, he's been a little bit worse on the road or that was actually Brubaker, but still Pablo Lopez, he's a little bit worse on the road. He had that nine ERA game where he gave up five runs and five innings to St. Louis. And then he gave up 
six runs and 5.1 to the Mets on the road. Um, and then he played the Mets again in this five game street uh, stretch where he played or pitched much better, only giving up one run in the five innings with five strikeouts. So I really like the way that Pablo is looking and returning back home after three road starts in a row. Really like that strikeout prop. I could honestly take it blind right now. I'd, I'd take it even at six and a half because Pittsburgh, they're the second worst strikeout team in the MLB. Okay, we'll get onto those sleeper props in a moment. Then, after I've told you um, about WinBet, that's the place to find all these lines here that we'll give you um, and avail yourself of the bet $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet will qualify you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Um, and if you are betting baseball, uh, WinBet are uh, currently reducing the juice in baseball games, which makes it the best place to bet MLB. The fantasy football experience. Uh, promo is still running as well. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July the 31st, you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, which includes a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Get in. There's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the place to find these over or under uh, player props that Noah alludes to um, is Sleeper, the fantasy platform uh, that I assume you use for your uh, fantasy football leagues. I certainly do. Uh, Sleeper have added this over under game to their product which is dead easy to play you pick your players you pick your props and you pick your stake and by being correct you can win anything from two to 20 times that stake um the chat app's really good fun you can copy your friends plays with the touch of a button um so download the sleeper app and if you use the code sleeper.com slash sgp mlb uh, they will match your first deposit up to $100. That is sleeper.com slash SGP MLB for that 100% uh, deposit match bonus. Uh, T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Uh, give us those strikeout props again that you liked uh, to get involved with there, Noah. Yeah, so Malcolm ripped on my short list, and I put that in air quotes on the YouTube uh, or Twitter because yesterday it wasn't very short. It was like eight guys. There's a ton of stars on this slate, so you really honestly wouldn't miss if you want to take any of these guys on strikeouts. You could easily make an argument for many of them. But my three favorite spots are the JT Brubaker one against the Marlins, like I mentioned, the Pablo Lopez one against the Pirates that I mentioned, and the other one that I like, also came into the game that we already talked about, and that's Chris Bassett's strikeouts against the Braves. They currently have the third worst strikeout rate in the MLB, and Bassett also very consistent with his strikeout totals in each games or each of his last few games with uh, like five or six as well. So look for those uh, three, I would say, on sleeper. Okay, we move on to a 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Cincinnati Reds and the New York Yankees. Uh, Mike Miner, left-handed pitcher, goes for Cincinnati Reds and Luis Severino uh, is on the hill for the Yanks. Cincinnati, another huge price, plus 260, minus 321 on the New York Yankees. Total here is set at nine. Uh, Noah, straight back across to you. Um, can you find us a Reds win? No, 
Um, the Yankees, they're 18 and two in their last 20, uh, played in the Bronx and Mike Miner is on the mound. Uh, the Yankees have a 772 OPS, which is the sixth best in the MLB against left-handed pitching. I think the wrong-hander Mike Miner with his one and six record, 663 ERA is dead meat with his 811 road ERA in New York against Luis Severino. Let's not bury the lead here. Severino, he's had a great start to the season as well. He uh, he has a five and three record with a 311 ERA, 94 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 84 innings pitched, and he has a 265 ERA this year. I think the the Yankees minus one and a half, two and a half, three and a half. Um, the run line all day for me. Uh, Malcolm, you asked me if I like the Reds. Do you like the Reds? Uh, as much as I'd like to go off road and say yes, um, I can't know. There's nothing to recommend the Reds here, unfortunately. Is um, no, <laughs> I uh, I think I put up the Yankees uh, for this evening's game for Tuesday's game. Um, as a lock last night, Moonaf came back with the came back to me today saying it was minus 150 on the run line. Yeah, but so I called it two and a half. <laughs> exactly. So that was going to be my point, you know. I think if you want to play the run line here, um, two and a half is the new one and a half, I think, especially in this series. There's just... It, you, when you look at these games, somebody I try and find an angle in. It's often... If I, find, if I can find an angle in to play in the dog, that's what I like doing. Um but you can't. Every every uh, avenue here was blocked off uh, by some variety of uh, horrible statistics. So um, you've got to take the Yankees, and yeah, it, it's probably got to be two and a half. So we'll see how that goes tonight. Um, the the two and a half. Uh, we'll see if they batter them tonight. But yeah, this, it's that or nothing else, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So yeah, nothing nothing very inventive uh, to be found in that one. You uh, can honestly tr- event like maybe a team total on the Yankees or a Severino yeah. prop, stuff like that. But I think it's Yankees every which way, whether it's props or team, it's got to be Yankees. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be creative to find something worthwhile or parlay them with somebody else that you might find a little bit short. Uh, 7.07 Eastern, first pitch. The Philadelphia Phillies at the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, is Zach Wheeler for the Phillies. Uh Toronto, I haven't officially listed anyone. I've got Yusei Kikuchi going uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, no lines uh, without Kikuchi um, officially being uh, the designated pitcher there. Um, Why don't we call up Johnny? <laughs> call up who? Oh, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny would know. I but mean, if he we gave Kikuchi though, right? <laughs> Johnny would be on for an hour though. That's a problem. You can't, Johnny doesn't do anything uh, quickly or quietly. Um Zach Wheeler is eight and four with a two forty six ERA. Has pitched ninety five innings with one hundred and four strikeouts. Uh, Kikuchi is three and five with a five twelve ERA. Has pitched sixty five innings with seventy four strikeouts. Uh, Wheeler is just ticking boxes all over the place. When I was started handicapping this three and one uh, with a one seventy one ERA over his last five. Um, his last two starts, fourteen innings pitched, zero earned runs. Um, Kikuchi uh, going the other way, unfortunately. 6.87 ERA in his last five. Um, he hasn't got out the second inning in two of those games. Uh, and one of them was against Oakland. Um, and even even they they had him chased by uh, by the third inning. Uh, that was last time out, actually. Um, I'm fading Kikuchi. I'm fading Toronto. I think Philly will be a relatively decent price here just because of the name recognition value on the Blue Jays, even though they've been struggling. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, what would Philly be? Yeah, maybe minus one thirty, minus one forty. Do you think, Noah? I know we're guessing a little bit. We could do with Dylan here. Uh, what would you price this up at? I would, I would say, with Wheeler against Kikuchi, I'd take it all the way up to like minus one sixty. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got Philadelphia money line, but it's a speculative play without seeing. <laughs> any lines and obviously if it's getting uh, minus 160 or above uh, we'll look elsewhere but that's my initial lean is that, uh, that Philly will win but I thought um, with Toronto being a named um, like you say a team that the public loves uh, and it's home that Philly might have been a little bit of uh, value but we'll see uh, do you have any thoughts on this game Noah? No you took most of my handicap right off my page Toronto the one thing that you didn't mention is Toronto they're 1-9 in, in the last 10 and this Philly's offense is just extremely hot so again i I feel like this is phillies and you can paint the cow or whatever paint the picture however you want to and there's a ton of different ways you could go paint the cow is that something you american people that was just out of my ass oh okay i was gonna say i thought i'd learned uh, a little phrase there to put in my own phrase but right we're gonna use that there's a phrase like that, but it's not paint the cow. It's something else. Skin well, it is cow. now, mate. Once a week, we are going to shoehorn paint the cow into this podcast until it becomes common parlance. Seven uh, ten Eastern first pitch, the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. Josh Winkowski, I think. Did we go with a hard W or the soft V last time? I can't remember. I think, I'm going Winkowski. You I should know I this. I Winkowski last time. I like that. Yeah, it's more. It's another Polish name. No, you should know this. Um, Winkowski goes for the Red Sox, yeah. and Shane McClanahan, left-handed pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. Boston are plus one forty. Uh, Tampa Bay are minus one sixty-five. Totally, you set at seven. Um, quite an interesting game this one. Noah, tell us about it. Um. So. Yeah, Boston, Tampa Bay. We've seen these team, two teams play each other a bunch over the last week or so. Um, Tampa Bay has had uh, – they, they had the edge against Brian Bayo twice, but those were actually their only two wins in those uh, sets of games. So they, they beat them 10-5 to on Monday, and then they won in his game 4-0 to uh, last week. The over has gone uh, – has hit in five straight games for the Red Sox. Um, they're two and five in their last seven, though. And um, in, in the last seven games that these two teams have played against each other, the under has actually hit in five of this of those seven games. But McClanahan, McClanahan on the mound, he's one of my fantasy guys, and that's actually I've got like way too many fantasy pitchers going today. I've like I've like six or seven. I'm not even kidding you, Malcolm. It's um, is that a good thing or bad thing that you have all of your pitchers going on the same day? I'll tell you tomorrow, mate. <laughs> Me too. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, McClanahan is the handicap. I'm not going to fade that guy. Uh, so give me the raise here. Yeah, you're right. McClanahan is the handicap. Um, I saw six and a half on this earlier on, which I just thought was too low. Um, even though McClanahan is... Over there in that Boston bullpen, it probably is a little low. Yeah. And we did mention last night that the Tampa Bay bullpen has been quite heavily utilised as well this week. So there might be some late runs. The line has moved to seven. Uh, Winkowski uh, could be good for three or four, though. So we might only need uh, a couple to get us over the line. So um, that was it. It was pretty straightforward. I just thought that was a... Maybe half a run too low. Uh, certainly at six and a half, if you can find it. Uh, otherwise, it's seven. Uh, I'll be happy to take a push. Might be a photo finish, but we'll see if we can get over that one. Uh, seven ten. 
Eastern first pitch is the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Guardians. Lucas Giolito for the White Sox and Aaron Savale for Cleveland. Uh, close game this on the money lines. The White Sox minus 116. Uh, the home puppy of Cleveland at minus 103. Total here is set at eight and a half. Um, Giolito is five and five with a 505 ERA. That's quite satisfying. 82 innings pitched with 97 strikeouts. Savali is 2-5, and five, 628 ERA, 53 innings, 51 punches. Um, I found trying to evaluate Lucas Giolito here really hard. Um, yeah. In three of his last five starts, he's got five, seven, and eight earned run efforts in there. Um, but his last two road starts at the Giants, at the Angels, have been really good. Um so, yeah, I really struggled with him a little bit. Don't quite know what I'm going to get. Savali is 3-18 in his last five. Um, he struggled at home against decent opposition. We talked earlier on, actually, when we were talking about the Tigers, um, about it was Brady Singer's record against this AL Central. And um, I think Savali has benefited from that quite a soft uh, schedule. But when he's come up against decent oppo, um, he has struggled. Now, do you call Chicago White Sox decent oppo or not? That um, was going to be my rebuttal. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They, uh, on paper, they are, but they, uh, they don't play on paper. I mean, they lost again uh, today. Shane Bieber did a job on them. Uh, complete game for Shane Dramatic. Bieber today. Beat them 4-1. to one. Um, But they, um, Lurie Garcia had a three-run homer yesterday. And apart from that, Chicago had only scored one other run in the series. Um so, yeah, they're just not doing it all. This was such an important series for the White Sox going into the All-Star break. Really important road trip because uh, they were coming to Cleveland. Then I think they go to Minnesota um, and they had a chance to really pull themselves back into it and they're just not. Um, having said that, um, I've written down Chicago White Sox money line, yeah, minus 115. Um, the White Sox are better on the road. Um, they've got to win at some point. I'm just, it's really, it's a little bit of a fear to Savali. And I think Giolito is better than those three mad starts. So uh, this is not a strong lean, even a little bit. Uh, but I'll take the White Sox at minus 115. No. What do you feel about the over? Eight and a half. I like the yeah, fade why on not? Savali. Yeah, I like the fade on Savali. And then when you look at Giolito, he's just been inconsistent. So um, just the White Sox are not like scoring many the runs. White Sox team, they could put up. They could put up six or seven on Savali. Sorry, my Wi-Fi. I think I just talked over you again. But if you if you get the white right White Sox team, they could put up easily six and cover that. Yeah, they just hard to trust at the moment. Like I said, they were struggling to score runs. Uh, Lewis Roberts uh, hitting something like zero sixty nine or something in the the last few games. He's yeah. been miles off. Um, I could see it being a similar game to today's game, finished four to one. Uh, so something along those lines. So yeah, I've got I've got the White Sox, but, um, but yeah, not it, it was it was Bieber though. And yeah, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it was an under one hundred pitch complete game. That's that's a pretty dang good outing, and uh, it is Bieber. So I mean, you can kind of maybe expect that a little bit more out of Savali. I don't know if I could maybe see a, a complete nine inning game. You know. Okay, so we'll split stakes here. We'll take all, We'll have half a unit on the White Sox, half a unit on the over. Yeah, uh, neither, <laughs> neither of which uh, with any great conviction uh, from myself or no. 7.45 um, Eastern first pitch. I love the look of this game. It's the LA Dodgers at the St. Louis Cardinals. Tony Gonsolin uh, for the Dodgers and Adam Wainwright 
uh, for St. Louis. Uh, the Dodgers are minus 149. Uh, St. Louis are plus 128. Total is set at eight. Um, intriguing looking matchup, this one. Um, Noah, what side did you land on? Yeah, this was the runner-up of the day for like the appointment television game, I like to call it. Um, this was, and honestly, you could even call it that. It's just the first matchup of the two because the later one is actually the nightcap. But uh, Tony Gonsolin, he's 11-0 with a 162 ERA, 80 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 88.2 innings pitch. He's another one of those guys for me on fantasy that I need him to show up on Wednesday. That way my team just doesn't lose for the whole week because if i don't win on wednesday i'm not winning for the <laughs> week um and adam wainwright he's another one of my guys so i need both of these guys to show up they're both bumping uh wainwright he's six and seven with a 315 era 84 strikeouts 27 walks and 105.2 innings pitch this year wayno at home he has a 221 era am i crazy malcolm to take the under and think that the cardinals have a chance to pull this thing off i like the i like the price right now uh no, you're not completely crazy. Uh, you are partially crazy. I, I like the under. Um, I was going to take the Dodgers on the run line, and then I looked a little bit more into Wainwright. Um, and he's actually been going along really nicely. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and the Cardinals back to a little bit like uh, the Brewers. The Brewers and the Cardinals are the two teams that I'm a little bit underwhelmed by their lineups at the minute. So you could probably throw the Tampa Bay Rays in there actually and make three. Um, but, uh, I can't see St. Louis scoring more than one or two, um, in which case can the Dodgers, the Dodgers are capable of scoring six or seven, but no, I don't, I didn't think of Wainwright. I thought Wainwright was capable of holding them. So this could be relatively low scoring, something like four, one, four, two, something along those lines. Um, so I do think the Dodgers will win, but I'm not going to put them up at minus 149. Uh, but don't I will, let Mookie Betts walk you off. The, I will agree. You can walk it off it's, uh, if it's one to nothing. I've got no... I've got no issue with that. And we'll, yeah, well, I'm, I'll stick... I'm taking the Cardinals, so you can't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, opposite sides there, which is fair enough. Uh, uh, next up, 8.05 Eastern. Uh, first pitch, the Baltimore Orioles at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Spencer Watkins for Baltimore. And I've got um, Jason Steele uh, going for the Cubs. Um, not official. Um I did say earlier on that was our last TBD pitcher. Um, I lied about that. Chicago Cubs here have a TBD pitcher. Um, so there's no lines for this one. Um, we often struggle to get lines on the Cubs uh, before we see weather anyway, but without a TBD pitcher as well. Um, well, I'll handicap the game. I'm confident that it will be, Steve. Uh, Spencer Watkins is... It's on, Justin. 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 What did I say, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> That's different because I normally call him Luke. Who's Luke Steele? Is like a country singer or something. I don't know. Um, Maybe in England, not in America, I don't think. Well, we don't have country singers over here. Um, <laughs> so, what am I talking about? Spencer Watkins, two and one. <laughs> 415 ERA, 47 and two thirds and 26 strikeouts. Um, Jason Steele. What's his name? Justin. Justin. <laughs> I'm going to write it down. Hang on. I'm writing it down. Justin Steele. Big, big fan. Um, three and five. Four oh thirteen ERA. I've written it down. 76 in one third innings pitch. 76 strikeouts. Um, Watkins is one of these Baltimore pitchers who's currently um, experienced a bit of a renaissance. Uh, he's going really well. There's a there's a little uh, coven of Baltimore pitchers who are doing okay at the moment with a lot of the uh, Astros old 
um, pitching coach in there. He's given up two earned runs over the last three starts. Um, Justin Steele yeah. um, is 2 0 with a 3.07 ERA in his last five. He's got a 3.14 home ERA, only given up two earned runs in his last two starts as well. Um, so we're waiting on a number, we're waiting on the weather. Uh, but I like both pitches here, uh, and I think this could be an under uh, as long as we get a suitable number for it to go under on Noah. I'm just going to press that retweet button because I, I like everything that you said there um, with both these pitchers, and both of these teams are historically under teams this year, so I really like that under. Okay, cool. Signed all round. Uh, we have three games left We're to hand. flying on the- today. Yeah, we are flying. It's a, it's a two-man it's a two-man job gets uh, gets it done a little bit quicker. Uh, trade coffee uh, is something you need to know about. Trade coffee um, will send you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. They are small businesses uh, who pay farmers fair prices. Um, so whether you're a coffee snob or you just know what you like, uh, trades coffee experts taste over 450 roasts. They know exactly what to recommend for you. Um, answer a couple of questions on the website. You'll get your own personalised variety of coffee delivered fresh to you as often as you like. Uh, Trade will deliver a bag of freshly roasted coffee as either whole beans or ground uh, for however you take it. Uh, Trade are offering new subscribers a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping when they go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's over 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. Let trade find you a coffee you love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. 8.05 Eastern first pitches the Oakland Athletics and the Texas Rangers. Paul Blackburn, who I'm guessing is one of your pitches that you've got going uh, tomorrow, Noah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you stole him off the waiver wire last week. Uh, Paul Blackburn goes for the Oakland Athletics uh, and John Gray goes for the Texas Rangers. Oakland plus 157, Texas minus 185. Uh, totally a set at eight. Uh, Blackburn is six and four, has a 336 ERA in 91 innings with 73 strikeouts. Uh, John Gray, five and four, 403 ERA, has pitched 82 and two thirds with 91 Ks. Uh, Blackburn was smashed up last time. Um, against Houston, six earned runs over just four innings pitched there. Um, it's his road form that you're, you're banking on here. Um, he's 5-0 and on the road with a 128 ERA. Um, John Gray's been in decent form. I didn't actually realise how well he'd been going. So I think you and Dylan pointed it out last week when we handicapped him. Um, he has given up three earned runs his last twice, um, but he's got 264 ERA in his last five. I think Blackburn has done enough to earn our trust uh, and let us factor him in uh, to the handicap. I think both starters can go okay here. Um, and the years lined up, as we know, isn't great. Um, the first five under, I don't give out many of those, uh, but I thought this could be a slow burner uh, behind these two starters. So I'm going to go first five under here, uh, Oakland, Texas, Noah. Yeah, it's not a bad play. <clears throat> um, Thanks. Six of Texas' last seven games, it has gone over. Four of the last five games against Oakland has hit the over, and the over is hitting five straight at Globe Life. So I don't really like the under for the full game, but if you're taking it for the first five because both these starters, there you go. Paul Blackburn, like you mentioned, I think you stated his whole line. He has a 12.75 ERA in his last three home starts. Fun fact. 
but he's on the road today. He's got a 132 road ERA. Like you mentioned, you want to back him when he's on the road. When he's away from the Coliseum, you know, the pressure from all 5,000 fans that show up to each <laughs> game over there in Oakland. But uh, for Texas, John Gray, 5-4, and four, 403 ERA, 91 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 82.2 innings pitched. He has a home ERA of four, and I think that's just enough where I think we can take the over on the full game and feel kind of comfortable in both of these uh, bullpens kind of blowing up and giving it to us, right? Okay. If you've if it's good enough for you, mate, it's good enough for me. I like it. 8-4 Eastern first pitch, the San Diego Padres at the Colorado Rockies. Joe Musgrove for the Padres and Chad Kuhl draws the start for Colorado. Uh, the Padres are minus 157. Colorado plus one thirty four, totally at ten and a half. Um, Musgrove is eight and two with a two zero nine ERA. He's pitched ninety nine innings with ninety eight strikeouts. Uh, Chad Kuhl is six and five with a four zero two ERA, eighty seven and one third pitched, sixty three punches. Uh, Musgrove's just been great. Um, five and one on the road, an ERA of two dead. Um, 136 ERA against NL West opposition. Scoreless through six against Colorado on the 10th of June. Um, huge ticks in any box where you, anywhere you wanted to try and dress this up. Um, Musgrove was impressive. Um, Kuhl's got a decent home record. Three and two with a 327 ERA. Um, he has given up four or more in three of his last five starts. I'm not sure I trust him in this spot. Um, yeah, ten and a half looks high with Musgrove on the mound um, because the Padres are going to have to score a lot of them themselves. Um, but the play I'm going to give out is the Padres on the run line here. Um, I think it's about time Kuhl got lit up a little bit, and I think the Padres could do them um, could do them over. So without getting to ten and a half, I think this could be something maybe a seven to two. Uh, seven to three kind of game in favour of the Padres. So I'll take the Padres on the run line, uh, which is um, minus one or five. Noah, this is one of those games where I just like truly <clears throat> wish that you know schedules worked a little bit better because this is a game that I'd like to know the result of the night before because this is a team that I've talked about <laughs> with the Padres. They're they're. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the Padres, just like we don't know what's going on with the Giants, just like we don't know what's going on with the White Sox. The Padres are getting there. Like, they're 5-10 and 10 in their last 15, and they're not scoring any runs. So I don't know what's going on with the Padres, and I'd like to see them perform tomorrow. And they're going up against Gomber with, who is it, Manaya on the mound. They, need, they should win that game. If they don't win that game, they're almost on auto-fade for me. And Cool does pretty well at home from what I remember. I think he had a complete game against the Dodgers at home. I want to know Musgrove's ERA at Coors Field. I tried to look it up, couldn't find it. I don't know how Moonoff does all that stuff. I'm not like so savvy at trying to find some of these data points and whatnot, but um, it, the 10.5 does seem off, and that's why I would like to know his ERA inside Coors Field because Coors Field, with the uh, altitude, it kind of screws up the movement of the ball. There's not a much uh, lateral up and down movement on some of the pitches, so I don't know if that affects Musgrove too much. But um, my play would be on the under, just because I think that Musgrove should be able to go out there. Cool, he's better at home, should be able to go out there and keep this thing under 10.5. That would be my play for now. If the Padres lose uh, Tuesday night, I would be taking the Rockies just because of the value on this line. 
Uh, Joe Musgrove is one and one with an ERA of two seventy seven and seven strikeouts in two Steve, appearances. That should be, a, that should be against the Rockies on the road. That should work. It should. Um, yeah, he pitched both games for the Pirates, uh, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Seven innings pitched, gave up one earned run, um, and six innings pitched, gave up three earned runs. Uh, Where'd you go out. to find that, if I, if you don't mind uh, me asking? Uh, mate, just top of me, just it's off the top of my head, no way. Oh, uh, gotcha, you're good like just, that. Yeah, yeah, just it's one of those things. It's uh, I'm quite a bright lad. So um, if if we were to ask you, this was a conversation in the Discord chat. Um, everybody, we moved from Slack to Discord in case you didn't know of it yet. But yeah. um, there was a question that it was like, how many states could Malcolm name off the top of my off the top of his head? You got that stat pretty easy off the top of your head. How many US yeah. states could you be able to add name? Well, at least four. They said you mm. couldn't get over three. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, there was a couple of guys. <laughs> right, we're doing that in the all-star break when there's nothing else to do. I'll sit right. here and I'll name states. I'll probably name more than you, in fact. I'll challenge you to that. Okay, yeah. I could probably get more capitals than you can get states. Yeah, capitals. You you do like a weird capital. Um yeah, okay, there's some fun and games oh, to be had in the capital. uh in the in the all-star break. Uh next up is uh Houston, um, which is in Texas, uh no. Um the Houston Astros um take on the LA Angels. You see, I'm all over it. Um that is a nine thirty eight um Eastern first pitch. Christian Javier goes for Houston and the LA Angels pitcher is your man, Shohei Otani. Um, Houston are plus 115 underdogs. LA Angels are minus 130. Total here is set at seven and a half. Um, Javier is six and four, has a 301 ERA, 74 and two innings pitched with 102 strikeouts. Um, Otani is eight and four with a 244 ERA. He's pitched 81 innings with 111 strikeouts. Um, Javier, he's been fine. He's been better than fine. He's uh, perfectly serviceable. 270 in his last five, uh, 356 road ERA. Um, pitched against the Angels on the 7th of July, gave up one earned run um, in seven innings. Uh, Otani hasn't given up a run in forever. I, in fact, I, I put his game log open. I just got sick of scrolling, looking for the last time he gave up a, a run, uh, Shohei Otani. So, yeah, this was difficult. I've got the um, I've got the Houston Astros just to win this at plus one fifteen because even with Otani on the mount, how can you pack the Angels to do anything? Um, and the fact is, as as perverse as it sounds, it is counterintuitive. Um, Otani's got to give up a run or two soon. Um, and if he does, um, I can't see LA scoring enough off Javier to win the game. So, um, the under is kind of a little bit obvious, uh, but I think Houston uh, missing Jordan Alvarez granted. But you can't take the Angels at any price. You've got to take Houston, yeah, plus 115. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't know how you can make the Angels a minus 130 favorite. It's just kind of a little bit off the board, in my opinion. Even with Otani on the mound, even with Mike Trout and Otani in that lineup, they still can't figure it out. Um, so Houston at plus money, I can't pass up on that opportunity. Um, you did mention... He might be due for a run. Well, the good news for you, Malcolm, is uh, he did give up one run to the Astros in both of his starts this year. The bad okay. news, he had 
bad news. He had 12 strikeouts in six innings and nine strikeouts in 5.2. So he has gone out there and shoved against the Astros in both of his starts this year against Houston. But he did give up a run. <laughs> so so well, it, he, he, he is a little bit vulnerable, if you want to say that. He hasn't given up a run in his last four starts, but he did give up one in both of his starts against the Astros. So we'll take the uh, Houston Astros to win one to nothing then. Is that what we're saying? Um, I like that under. So that's an under. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Ticks all there the boxes. Go. Winners, winners, winners. Uh, uh, lock and dog picks to come momentarily. Uh, once I've told you about IP Vanish, um, who will protect your privacy. Uh, if you use an incognito mode, that's not good enough. You need IP Vanish uh, to protect protect all your private data from hackers, advertisers, um, and other prying eyes. They will protect and encrypt 100% of your data. So private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, etc., will be completely shielded from falling in the wrong hands. Uh, your physical location will also be hidden. Um, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, including your Fire Stick when you're streaming stuff. And IP Vanish are offering our listeners um, 70% off the yearly plan. Um, with a 30-day money-back guarantee. IP Vanish is dead easy to use and is rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promo code SGP to get your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, Noah. Uh, comprehensive covering of this card. Um, we've agreed on quite a lot of stuff. Um, so Kind of scary. We're, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit unnerving. Um, you can lead us off. What are your lock and dog picks, mate? So in the comments, uh, Insano, I kind of slept on it a little bit today. But uh, he did like the under in the Oakland-Texas game that you gave out. Uh, I was on the other side of that. So that's plus one point to you. And then he Yay. also said um, he kind of favors the under in the first five for the Angels more than the whole game, uh, the Angels and yeah. Houston. So just to kind of isolate both starting pitchers instead of going under on the full game. Um, not a bad pick there either. For me, though, I've been marking these as we go on tally site, and I just have to pick my two favorite blocks and dogs. Um Let's start off with the under eight in the Dodgers St. Louis game. I mean, we have Tony Gonsolin and uh, Adam Wainwright on the mound. Both of my guys, I really like this game. I think it should go under. I think we can easily see a 3 2 4 3 ball game and under eight still cashes. So under eight, that's my lock of the day. And for my dog, give me, I mean, if he is back into form, like I think he is, this price is resembling his recent rut that he's been in in his last six starts. But his last start against the White Sox, seven, seven strikeouts, only one walk. Um, he won the game for the Detroit Tigers. Give me the Detroit Tigers a plus 106 against the big, bad Kansas City Royals. <laughs> okay, a uh, little Tigers pick. Um, I actually considered locking up the uh, Kansas City Royals, so I'll leave that alone. I'll let you... Uh... I'll let you ride your Tigers without me mushing anything there. Um, yeah. My lock, um, there's a little bit of a price movement here, which I'm not thrilled about. I'd lock this up at minus 120 uh, when I handicap, and we're now singing around about minus 140. Uh, so maybe we can get a price in the middle, but it's going to be the Minnesota Twins um, to beat the Brewers. I like um, that one too. That was the other one that I was eyeing. Yeah. Um, trust Ryan more than Ashby. 
trust the Twins lineup more than the Brewers lineup. So fairly straightforward play there. Um, so I'll lock up the Twins. And for my dog, I'm going to go back to the Astros. Um, I just can't can't take the Angels. Didn't have many dogs to pick from, to be honest. Uh, nothing um, egregious and fancy price, which I can often fetch out. So I was limited to the dogs I had to choose from. Uh, so yeah, I'll go for the Houston Astros at plus uh, 115. Um, I think we're seeing. I saw 110 earlier. So it shifted a little bit. Uh, I'll take Houston to carry on piling the misery uh, on top of those LA Angels. <laughs> um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, brings us to the end of the show. Um, loads of fun, as always, Noah. Um, anything you're going to tell the people about before we get going? Well, you know, lately I've been making these uh, videos where it's just like my three favorite plays, and most of them are props because that's just kind of the area that I've been rolling in right now and don't fix what's not broken, you know? So a lot of the strikeout stuff that I've been doing. But uh, this slate I actually liked quite a bit. I think there's a couple of plays. Um, any way you paint the Yankees, the run line, any way you paint the Phillies, the run line, can't give those out really because we don't know uh, what the prices are going to be on the Yankees, like minus two and a half, and the Phillies minus one and a half without a confirmed Blue Jays pitcher. But I really liked a couple of these lines, and I think tomorrow's going to be a big card for me personally. I think it's a, a good chalk slate, and then a lot of stud pitchers that I think you could find some good prices on a few of these strikeouts and either walks on uh, either one of them. But, um, Thanks for all the action that you guys have been giving us on YouTube. Subscribe and follow us, MLB Gambling Podcast on YouTube. And, hey, Malcolm's got a video coming out tomorrow of his lock and dog as well. So go <laughs> check that out. Uh, go leave a comment, razz him a little bit for uh, learning how to make basically a TikTok video. Um, and then go follow him on Twitter, M-A-L underscore B underscore sport. And me on Twitter, 77, the word 70, the number 7, N-B on Twitter. Um, like rate, subscribe, leave a review, comment wherever you're listening to the podcast. It does a ton. Um, and MLB, it's one of the only, it's the only big four sport going on unless you want to count the summer league in the NBA. So um, it really helps us out right now. Um, and I think I'm good to go. Yeah, I think somewhere there's a secret Discord channel where people discuss how they can make me do things that I'm not comfortable or mentally equipped to do. Uh, and everyone's quite enjoying that without my knowledge. So, yeah. Um, Honestly, it might uh, just be the Discord channel that you're not in. It's I think it's in the MLB channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there might probably is. Um, I did have my 12-year-old daughter trying to help me make that video earlier. Oh, my um, God. Took about 19 takes for a 30-second video. But anyway, we'll see, how that, we'll see how that works out. Um I'm going to go and make a thousand um, golf lineups on DraftKings in the next hour or so go. before the baseball starts. Yeah, what uh, so did yeah, you get to get the? the what'd you do to get all those lineups? Where did I get the funds from? <laughs> yeah, we were talking yeah. about this on the, in the beginning of the podcast. We're only at fifty-eight minutes. We got two minutes to talk about it. I made a real degen move, and I used Noah. <laughs> you <laughs> dropped me right in here. The point: all my crowns that I've been lovingly saving up. I had about 40,000 of them. I was saving them up for NFL week one. Um, and then I just thought, oh, do you know what? Bollocks to it. I wanted to make a lot of lineups for the golf. Uh, so I played all my crowns in a $50 double up on the White Sox Guardians game this afternoon and finished fourth out of 10. $100. Ka-ching, get in the queue. Uh, so I now go and make $50 worth of lineups on the golf. Uh, and I've got my 50 bucks sitting there that I started with. So yeah, a beautiful. on the great hit, buddy. <laughs> Beautiful DJ move for a Tuesday afternoon. What's it that was. I like about any of that? 
Degeneration uh, right there. Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We do appreciate it. Get across to all the places uh, that Noah just mentioned. The Discord channel as well. Uh, really good fun. Um, we'll be back tomorrow uh, in some capacity or other. Uh, and until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>